the Australian Defence Magazine podcast. Serving the business of defence. With Grant McHeron and Ewan Levick. Welcome, folks, to the Indo-Pacific 2023 QuickCast number two, recorded from the trade show floor here at Indo-Pacific. And uh, we're on the ADM stand, and I'm joined by Ewan Levick, the publisher of ADM, and Nigel Pittaway, chief editor of ADM. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Grant. Good to be here. Thank you, Grant. Good to see you. And it's actually wonderful. We've got the two of you on for the first time. Uh, Nigel hasn't been on before, but it's a quick cast, so we can get away with it. Okay, it's a big event. There's lots of people here, but there's also a lot of frustration, is what I'd say, and a lot of concern about Australian industry content and SMEs potentially going to the wall while our current government waits around to try and figure out what they're going to do and where they can get the money from. Is that sort of an underlying theme? Yeah, I'd say that's about right, Grant. I think what, I mean, one of the things that we're hearing out of the show is that the shipbuilding review is delayed until potentially the budget next year. So without that, industry can't really plan for anything. A lot of projects are just sitting around um, while everybody positions themselves awaiting the outcome of that review. Um, but that review has gone to government, and I think Nigel can correct me on that, but I think it went to government in September, right? So. Uh, that's the information is there. It's just not public yet. And but without that, in, industry can't plan. So yeah, I would yeah, definitely say there's a mood of frustration, and maybe less of a buzz than there has been in years past. Yeah, and that, if I can say, it, it's also the a result of the DSR, where um, it's it's actually impacted the broader industry and not just the maritime industry. Basically, if the program isn't in the DSR, then there's no visibility, and we're getting a lot of questions from the from the people here about whether their project is actually going ahead because they have no idea. Well, some I've spoken to already know they have no project. Uh, for instance, Shebel uh, Phase Five has been pushed indefinitely out, and Navy says they don't really know what they want. But fortunately. They're already using the Camcopter 100, so they're able to continue doing that. And of course, there's other opportunities. But you know, that's having a, a flow-on to uh, Shebel Pacific staff, to the Australian industry who are supporting them and so on. Any other observations on that? Well, I mean, defence is a $52 billion a year sector, but we're not going to be getting any ships for you know until I think Hunter is now... First delivery 2032, it means first ship actually commissioned 2034 or 35 or something like that. We could get into the submarines, but that's just a whole other discussion. So it's a lot of money being spent every year, but it's we're not actually getting anything. We're not actually really getting anything for it. So I understand the frustration. I mean, if you're sitting around in industry, I mean, how can you how can you sort of plan for anything? If you were running a major company, right, and you said to your shareholders, oh, you know, we're not going to deliver you any value for the next 10 to 15 years. I mean, it wouldn't fly. But then. Yeah, here in defence, that seems to be sort of part of the course in the department. So yeah, it's a lot of frustration, and I think you're hearing that reflected a bit. Hurry up and wait, as they say. And the companies, uh, particularly the SMEs, don't have any surety. The large primes have to keep their supply chains together for an indefinite period with no forward planning or no vision. So it's it's a difficult time for both primes and SMEs alike. So right across the board, not just the big end or the small end of town. So... So that's the gloom and doom and the, uh, and the, and the less than enthusiastic part, but uh, what have you seen that's been, um, been good? 
Well, it was good getting Nigel on the podcast. I reckon that was <laughs> that's probably the biggest success I've had so far this year. That, that, that could go down in history. Nigel, I'm never coming on no podcast pit away. Yeah. We've finally got him, so yeah. The listeners can't see, but he's actually wedged into the corner of our stand, so there's no escape for him. So we're just shoving the microphone in his face. Um, no, well, there was the story, um, well, Nigel can get into more detail on it, but the, the BAE modifying the Hunter class in response to the debate around whether it has enough firepower. Um, that was a bigger story from yesterday, I think. Yeah, I think, I think so far that is the story of the show, and um, it, it does actually predate the, the debate around whether there are enough uh, vertical launch system cells. BAE say they've been working on this for some time now. Um, but, but certainly that's probably the most newsworthy thing that we've seen, and we're going to keep a very close eye on that program and see what, um, what happens in the light of the surface fleet review. Yeah, well, it does seem like uh, uh, long-range missiles and uh, surface-to-surface missiles are the, the key thing that everyone's talking about at the moment. But, uh, yeah, that does raise the question, though, of, uh, okay, with a Hobart, which is the guided missile destroyer, and now we've suddenly got a version of a frigate with as much, if not more, firepower. Yeah, there's an interesting element here where in a lot of the debate is about these big platforms, right? The Hobarts, the, the submarines, the big ships. But then if you actually walk around the floor of the show, a lot of companies are focusing on the cheap and the small and the many. I was just over at the C2 Robotics stand and, you know, they're doing that with these uh, autonomous submarines that can deliver payloads at operationally relevant distances, which you can take to me in the South China Sea. They can do that at a cost per, uh, cost per vessel of somewhere under a million dollars. Um, that's the way industry is going, but you know, is that the way defence is going? Is, are companies like that, or all those kind of innovations, are they going to be able to get a contract in Australia, or are they going to have to go overseas and look for export opportunities? That's kind of like, that's kind of where it's at, and it's a hard position for those kind of companies to be in because if you're looking to go to the US, for example, well, you need to set up manufacturing in the US. Um, so that's yeah, that's. I don't want you to get back to the doom and gloom. I guess the good news is that there's there's a lot of innovation happening, and there's a lot of cool stuff, and there's a lot of cool tech. The doom and gloom is whether it has a home in Australia is an open question. And a lot of autonomous systems and drones and things like that. So. Yeah, certain, certainly autonomy, is, as we all know, is the future. Um, but it's how uh, informed defence is as a customer. And the, the speed of innovation in this part of the market is, is very fast. And I don't think defence can actually keep pace with the change. And it's no point running an acquisition program that's going to take five years to come to fruition, if not longer, when the technology may or may not be uh, reliable at the time. And we hear about CASG 2.0, but uh, yeah, I've got to say, Mr. Diebel has a lot ahead of him if he's going to make that fly when you've got an entrenched bureaucratic environment. I mean, it's a big ship to try and turn around, right? And if you talk to ministers about this, I mean, ministers have trouble with that as well. We do have you know, ministers in the portfolio now that have chosen the portfolios and have said on the record that they're dedicated to staying in those portfolios um, for however many, however long they're in government, whether that's one term or two terms. So hopefully some continuity in that leadership can shift the ship a little bit, but it's also a bit of a cultural thing in defence, right? Where, you know, if, if you're entering into a program with the idea of getting the perfect thing, the perfect platform, then that's where we end up with delays. And I think this is in the DSR. Whereas what the message from the show is that, no, we, we don't need the perfect thing. We just need something faster than what we're doing and what we're getting. 
well, I've got people out there saying, look, it's not perfect, but it's ready now and it's proven in other locations, but Navy aren't able to jump on it. Yeah, that, that's very true. And it, it, it comes down to unpicking a bureaucracy that's been developed over years to be almost impenetrable. And certainly Chris Diebel has his work cut out to try and unpick that and we'll, we'll keep an eye on him and see how he goes, but there's a, there's a lot of work ahead. Well, we're about halfway through. We're um, you know, coming up on lunch on the second day, and uh, there's an announcement coming up from Navantia, which um, I'm probably going to go and check out, but we don't know what that is. Is there anything that you're looking forward to between now and end of show on Thursday? Um, honestly, nothing really jumps to mind, unless there's a surprise, a big surprise announcement that yeah, I'm not aware of. There's nothing on my horizon that um, particularly jumps out, but um, there's still a lot of people here and that's good and it's always interesting to talk to people who you don't expect to talk to and meet companies that you've never heard of that are doing really cool stuff. So, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I agree with that. It's all about building and fostering relationships and it's good to get around to the companies, big and small, to talk to them about their, their frustrations, what they're doing in the space. and. Um, if there is an announcement that comes along, all well and good, but for us the value is in actually being out here and talking to people. And I've certainly done a lot of that, even though I've been doing interviews and recordings, I've been out and around and just amazing who you run into. Uh, and even at a Navy event, there's been some Air Force folks here in uniform and running into, uh, or both in and out of uniform, running into folks. So, And also, uh, for me, I've got uh, a possibility of going out on the harbour with the Sentinel 1100 project, the autonomous vessel. So, yay, get to um, not just be chained to a desk recording, but to actually get out. So, that's it for me. Um, Ewan? No, that's good, Grant. Enjoy your, enjoy your harbour cruise. It's the real reason you're here. <laughs> totally. And, uh, yeah, it's a half-hour cruise. Yeah, about that. <laughs> no, thank you, Grant. Thanks for the opportunity um, to chat to the listeners. And... Um, I hope that we can provide enough information in coming podcasts or coming magazines to entertain. I should add as well uh, that all, all our coverage from the show can be found on our website if you jump on the homepage. We've got an article there that's aggregating all our coverage out of the show and you can also check out our social media feeds as well to keep up to date with what's happening. Very important, that last bit. And with that, we're going to wrap up QuickCast number two from the trade show floor of Indo-Pacific 2023. We should be back tomorrow. We'll try and get one towards the end of the day and do a wrap-up as a last QuickCast before the real episodes all start dropping into your feed. Thanks, folks. Enjoy your day. We'll be back. The ADM Podcast is produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of Australian Defence Magazine, a Yaffa media title. The views of the people appearing on this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of Australian Defence Magazine, the Department of Defence or the guest's employer. If you wish to use any of the audio in this podcast, please contact Australian Defence Magazine via their website, australiandefence.com.au or via email at defmag at yaffa.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast. Southern Skies Media.